Welcome to How Now, the podcast where we talk about how to live in the now. And here's your host, Kim Martin Raymond. Peace and blessings, and welcome to another edition of the How Now podcast, where we talk about how to live in the now. I am your host, Kim Martin Raymond. I'm a minister, spiritual life coach, author, and founder of Redefining You LLC, where I help my clients to realign themselves, mind, body, and spirit. And welcome to another edition of the show. If you are new to the How Now podcast, welcome to the How Now family. Be sure to go over to www.hownowpodcast.com. And make sure that you click on one of the podcast platforms of your liking and make sure that you subscribe, like, follow, and share. So that way you know when the show is airing and you can catch some of our shows in replay. Okay, you can also click on the banner for the current week's show and it will take you to the YouTube channel where you can also like, follow, and subscribe. So again, that is www.hownowpodcast.com dot com. Okay, so let's get into it. Tonight, we're going to be talking about, you know, how we go about improving ourselves. We're going to be talking about self-improvement this evening. We're going to be talking about how, you know, even though times, are, you know, it, well, the way things are going right now, we know that the conditions are not the best, but they are still, there are still opportunities for us to be able to do some self-improvement even when it seems like things around us are not getting better, we can still think, do things better for ourselves. And to help me to talk about this this evening is my wonderful guest. And as is customary with the How Now podcast, I'm going to have him to introduce himself at this time. Hi, everybody. I, my name is TJ Sweet, and I am an author and host of a podcast called Live in the Sweet Life. And I'm also the CEO and founder of my company, Never Stop LLC. And what I get to do is I get to share a new perspective with people. I'm, my message is rooted in gratitude so that I can help people recognize more about what they have. So then they feel more empowered and they feel encouraged to give back to others. Yeah. And the journey starts with self-awareness and self-improvement. So I'm really, really excited, Kim, to talk to you about this today. Awesome. Awesome. And I mean, and that's something that we need right now. Right now, you know, it's the, we're coming into the fall season. We're talking about back to school for children. You know, there are a lot of, of stressors that are, are in place right now. You have people who are worried about that. You have people who are talking about monkeypox. You have people who are talking about all kinds of things that are going on politically, socially around our world. And so stress levels are high and we definitely need to figure out things that we can do to help us to self-regulate because a lot of, a lot of that is, is key and critical because you have people out there, you know, doing some things that are out of pocket <laughs> because of the stressors that they are experiencing. So let's, let's roll back a little bit and, and talk about some of the things that you were doing prior to the pandemic. And then we'll talk about what happened once the pandemic hit. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, so I do a lot of keynote speaking and life coaching and personal coaching. I do a lot of different workshops. Um, you know, I do a lot of mentoring with groups and individuals. And so a lot of that kind of became uh, pre-COVID. It was kind of something that high performers, people who were just curious about self-improvement were most of the clients I worked with. And it was companies who wanted to pour back into their employees to make it a great place to work. Those type of uh, groups is who I was working with before. Awesome. But what shifted is during COVID, 
it went from being something that we should be doing to something that we must be doing. Because we needed to find our brains. We needed to kind of get out of our heads and back into our hearts during COVID. We needed to connect with each other in new ways. And technology allowed us to do that. And, you know, just like we're doing today, we're able to Zoom was Zoom is normal now, right? And Zoom is normal language. And, you know, so really kind of what my what I really do now more is I help people use um, what we've been through the last couple of years as moments of confidence that we can endure, that we are resilient, that we can connect and how important connection is. And we do that through different things. And a lot of it is a self-check with ourselves to see how we're actually doing so that then we can feel more apt and more able and more full so that we can check on other people. Because there was a lot of uncertainty during the pandemic. And one of the things that I talk to people about the most is a gratitude practice. Mm. Now it's a little twofold. So obviously the idea of appreciating what you have while you work for what you want is important. And we've known that forever. But what gratitude actually provides to us, it's been the most important thing that I've um, had the chance to talk to people about during this COVID time is it provides certainty. So in the times of looking around and wondering what's true and what's a lie and is it is it going to affect me and is all these different things happening, when is it going to open back up? Like all this uncertainty of even timing, when we're grateful for something, when we're actually practicing the habit of gratitude, we build confidence that our life is a little bit more certain. There are things that are uncertain, but our life isn't and our purpose in our life isn't uncertain. And, and so it's been really great to see companies and organizations and individuals themselves really pour back into themselves so that they can find that sense of certainty so that they can live like a life of thriving instead of just surviving like we were for the last few years. Right, right. I mean, and that's been something that's, that's critical. I think that the, the whole pandemic has, uh, you know, caused us to have to sit down with ourselves and really check in and and say, okay, you know, then there's a, I think there's a little discomfort that comes with that because some people were not comfortable sitting with themselves and 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 saying, okay, well, who am I and and what is my purpose and what am I seeking to do and and is what I've been doing something that I'm supposed to be doing all this time and so we've had a time. I think this has been a high time of of personal pivots. Sure. Personal and professional pivots. People have had to turn from what they were doing or what they thought was their purpose or, or thought this is what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. And it was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, maybe not. And so yeah. it really put us in, in a, a place to have to, to think and, and to have to say, okay, is, is what I'm doing what's best for myself and is what I'm doing what's best for my family. And so, yeah, and, and I think a lot of us needed support in that because some people were not comfortable, like I said, with, with what they saw and didn't quite know how to launch from there. Right. So, so talk about how things changed with your clientele when those things are happening. You know, you said that there were more professional uh, people that you were um, working with who were just interested in, in helping to, to promote and retain for their businesses. Mm-hmm. And then how did, that, how did things start to shift afterwards? Yeah, you know, so it's it's the most important thing that I've seen is people started to talk to each other. I get to talk to people in the most human way possible. I talk to them about what means the most to them. 
I point back to keeping the important things as the important things. Mm -hmm. So while I talk to businesses, I'm not talking to businesses in my brain, in my heart. I'm talking to somebody's somebody. Right. And they're starving for wisdom, not information, right? These days, information's everywhere. But they're starving for wisdom of how can I pour back into my family now that our family is different and now that, you know, it's school's different and, you know, we just had this relationships are different and we've had to, like you said, self-reflect, but being people are more hopeful now than they used to be, but I call it out. And then my goal really is when I work with clients and just anybody, even leaders and coaches is I help them kind of move some things out of the way. And help them see so that when we talk about self-improvement, it's a matter of, it's not from a space of lack. It's not that I'm not good enough. It's not that I don't have the tools. It's just, I forgot that I had them. And I point people back into recognizing more about who they are instead of this constant focus of who they aren't. And COVID helped us do that more because we, like you said, we had to sit with ourselves We, you know, we often, the things that we prayed for and wished for during the pre-COVID, right? right? I want more time with my kids. Well, your kids are getting homeschooled. So guess what? You got it, right? (laughs) And then it's like, I don't want any more time with my kids. (laughs) And so it's a matter of, we had to kind of, my, my biggest thing is I point to people and say, who was with you and who means the most to you? Because that's who you got to spend the most time with during that pandemic. And maybe that pandemic didn't do anything other than show you what you already have and actually what you need. That's right. So, and helping people see that they, to have them want the things they already have more than the things they think they need, right? Because there's that sense of lack and this pursuit of all these things that are going to bring us happiness. So the people that I get to work with and talk to the most, you know, self-improvement is leading into relationship improvement. It's leading into health improvement. It's leading into mindset and so you talk about mental health as well is something that we've kind of had to talk a lot about. And I, and I reframed that a little bit too, because mental health and, and finding a therapist and finding a coach before it was when you have a problem, go see one. Right. Now people see it as a necessity to maintain a great quality of life, Absolutely. which we both, I'm sure both of us agree on that concept of, right. you know, bring, come to me when you're inspired and encouraged, and then we can really make some big progress. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think it's one point, you know, you, you touch on some, some very valid points, you know, the first one being gratitude, just like you said, and that's something that, that, you know, was, was starting to surge a little pre COVID and, 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 and became even more so a buzzword afterwards, you know, people were like, you know, gratitude journals, make sure that you're talking about at least three things that you can be grateful for at the end of every day, write those things down or start out your day with things that you're grateful for. Even the smallest things like, you know, I was able to turn on the lights and it came on, you know, (laughs) the bill was paid. How about that? You know, things like that, You, you know, the simplest forms of gratitude and being able to do that. And then again, as, and this is something that, that is dear to my heart as well. When we talk about, you know, having, gaining wisdom, that's mm-hmm. important because we always talk about, you know, when the pandemic hit, we were operating from a space of fear because we, in uncertainty, we didn't know what was happening or what was going on. Then we began to start looking into knowledge and start and started saying, okay, what is the CDC saying? What is the World Health Organization saying? What are people saying about what it is that we should do now that we're, we're, we're realizing that we're in this pandemic? What do we do? And people started educating themselves and trying to figure out what it is that they're supposed to do. 
And then you had those who, who gained some growth from it, who were reaching back to help those who were still struggling in those spaces of fear and in those spaces of learning and saying, okay, I'm going to, they were those people who were making masks and, and, and teaching people how to make disinfectants and things like that. When, when times were getting critical and things were not on the shelves and easily accessible to people, they reached back and they helped. So, so there's always still some overlap in all of those areas and they'll continue to be as long as it's pandemic, you know, pandemic exists. There are going to be those who are going to stay in that space of fear, those who are still learning, and then those who are going to grow and reach back. So it is, it's important to, to gain that wisdom. And then you talk about mindset. Mindset is huge. And just like you said, it's in, it's in, it's a reframing. It's how you say it. It's not talking about what you lack, but talking about what you have, you know, and that's something that is so critical when we're talking about any aspects of our wellness journey. And, you know, I can speak to my own wellness journey. You know, I've talked about the weight loss that I've had and the mindset and, and, and what that looks like, you know, and I don't sit here and talk about, well, you know, I can't eat this. I can't eat that. I can't have that. And I mean, you know, I'm not supposed to have that. I talk about the things that I can have. No, I, I, I don't, I don't choose to eat that fried chicken, but I'm going to have that piece of baked fish over there. Thank you. I talk about the things that I do. It's all about how we, how we receive things and, and, and our words, you know, have weight, not yeah. just, you know, personally, but when people talk to us, they have an impact on us. And it's like, what do we do with the impact of our words? Yeah. yeah, you're. You know, I'm glad you touched on that last point around choice. You know, because I have a lot of people that kind of come to me and say, "Well, you're just, um, you can't see the negative, and you see the positive and everything, and all these." I I see the same thing everybody else sees. I just see it differently. Right. You know, like when it rains, I'm not disappointed that I can't be outside. I just I'm grateful that the grass is going to grow. That's right. You know, it's just, I look at the same thing a little bit differently, but the idea of choices and discipline, right? So again, like we, like we've all heard before, there's always the, the pain or the consequence of regret, or there's the pain or consequence of discipline. And, you know, there's these things that we feel like we should do and we know we should be doing. The longer it takes for us to actually start doing those things, the, the, you know, the more regret and the more shame builds up. And that's just a hard spot to come out of, you know, it's not real, right? It, but it's a hard spot to come out of. And so making choices and, and seeing the things that you have in your life as, as uh, kind of a couple of different shifts that I talk a lot about is moving away from obligations to opportunities, right? From have to's to get to's. I live a life now uh, I'll be honest, when I started this journey of starting my own business, it, it was a, a, an idea of success mm. that, I was, that I thought was going to be fulfilling. But what has happened for me over the last three years, I shifted from success to significance. Mm. Doing something significant. And then the last shift that I'll share with you is I help people understand the value of living a life, not of accumulation, but of contribution. Nice. And when we're in a state of gratitude and we have a heart of gratitude, we feel full. That's the only space that we feel free and safe to contribute to others. Heart, love, time, effort, money, whatever it is. Wow. See, yeah. I think, now, now, now that's deep. 
That's yep. deep. I love that. I love that you say that. I'm going to go through them again. You said obligation to opportunities. And, and that's good because, because when I think of that, I think of, you know, w- w- when you're obligated to do something, there's, the, there's a pressure. There's yeah. a stress that comes along with that. When you think of an opportunity, you're thinking, okay, there, there's, a, there's a chance for me to be able to grow or to learn or to glean or to gain something from it. I think of all positive words when I think of opportunities. Absolutely. You know, I don't think of it as taking advantage. But when I think of obligation, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I, I have to do this. And, and, and it's something that I'm being pressed to do. And so yeah. it definitely, you know, has, has a charge to it, you know? And then when you think success over significance, we... Because there are a lot of people who are out there chasing success, who are out there trying to climb that ladder. And then they got there and they jumped up and down and shook their fists and like, oh, yes, I made it. And they looked around and was like, okay, so now what? You know, oh, this, this is what it is. <laughs> and yeah. they realized that it's not all that they thought it was. It's not everything that is cracked up to be. We hear that even with, you know, people who are, who are, you know, celebrities and things like that. They have all of these things, but they still have the same issues that we have, some of the same stressors that we have, and, and the money doesn't provide the happiness for them. So I love that you say that. It's significance. It's being able to walk away and having that sense of, oh, you know, I did something great. I helped yeah. somebody, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I was able to to make a difference. And that's what we want to do. You know, we want to wake up and say, you know, we had purpose. Words that we hear now is just, you know, I had, you know, I want to do something that's purposeful. I want to feel valued in mm. what it is that I do. That's huge for people. People yeah. nowadays want to feel valued, especially. That's why we're seeing people leaving their jobs. They don't feel that sense of value, that sense of significance. And it's important for people to have that. You know, in order for us to feel like, you know, why am I getting up in the morning? Why am I even bothering to go outside if if what I'm doing doesn't mean anything to anybody? So I love that you say success over significance and then yeah. accumulation over contribution. That one right there, I was like, okay, I hope people are writing it down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hope you're writing it down. I hope you got it yeah. in the paper. All right, check out the replay because yes, accumulation is not just about things. It's not just about things. We can have as many things in the world, but it, you know, I have a, I have a dear friend and that I've been praying for. They they have brush fires where she is. She was told to take her valuables because her home may be consumed by these fires that are coming through. So as I'm praying for her, I'm also thinking, wow, how many of us are prepared if we had to make that decision? Yeah. Can you walk through your house now? And, and think about those things that are valuable to you. I'm sure that she's not running through her house, uh, picking up shoes and, and clothes and, and that nice crystal glass that she had. She's looking for those pictures of her family, those keepsakes, those things that, uh, you know, are, are going to be significant, you know, to, to carry on her legacy. And that right there, you know, is, is a wonderful example when you talk about accumulation of a contribution, think about the things that you have in your possession now and what would be the first thing that you grab if they told you, you you could only grab five things out of your house. What would those five things be? Yeah. And yeah. then if, if, it, if it would be, oh, I'm going to get those Air Jordans, or I'm going to pick up that jewelry, that, that, that was not an heirloom, something that you bought, I paid too much money for this, I'm going to take that. Then that, that can also be an indicator 
of, of where your mindset is. Yeah. You know, are you focusing on the things that you're accumulating? Or are you focusing on the things that you can contribute, the things that are going to be critical in, in, in moving you forward or moving your legacy forward? We should be setting, uh, you know, a mantle for those who are coming behind us. Absolutely. You know? And so, I mean, I think that is critical. So I love that you bring up those points. Those are important for us to, to consider. Yeah, you know, and it can be the same thing that you put in the left category of success. You can put that back into significance. Mm -hmm. It just becomes less about you and more about us. Yeah. And like, that's the thing that makes people read more, give more, do more, be more, whatever the thing is, is knowing that it matters to someone else, yeah. not in the sense of status, but in sense of meaning. Yeah. And, you know, a little simple example of this that I give all the time is our capabilities and potential to wake up early in the morning. Right. And I know you travel a lot and you're, you're doing a lot of amazing things all over the place, Kim. And thinking about, we've all had that flight at six in the morning. Yes. And we say, we can't wake up at four in the morning on a normal day. But for some reason that day we wake up at even three 30, cause we don't want to miss our alarm. Right. Bye. We wake up early and then we make it to the airport. We get on that plane. But why, what was the difference between that day and the previous day purpose? That's we woke up knowing that what I was going to, me waking up early mattered. Right. So if we can align our habits, our morning habits, our, our nightly habits, whatever it may be, to an outcome that we want that next day, it becomes easier. Right. So it's attaching meaning and purpose to, to an activity, to a moment, right. uh, because you know, you don't want to miss that flight, you know? Right. And so for that person out there who has the quote unquote, eight to five, nine to five job, what is it about that job that you'd wake up early for? Right. Like that's what we need to be waking up for instead of that. Mm -hmm. I have to go to work. And if you feel like you have to go to work and you don't find value in it, think about what the job provides for you. That may be the first big step to right. help you understand what you could be grateful for about the job. That's it. If that's the money that you get from that job helps you provide for your family and you're grateful for your family, you'll see that that job's actually not such a bad thing after all. Okay. That's right. And I love that you mentioned that because it is, it is important. Yeah. It goes back to our why. Everything is about why, you know, and, and the Bible talks about us being childlike in our thoughts. Okay. And what is something that children always ask? Why, 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 why? And we have to be able to, to identify or go back to, or revert back to that. Why, why mm. am I doing this? What is the purpose behind me doing this? And then you want to make sure that you have a good enough answer for that, you know, and I said, if, you, if you're stretching and you're reaching, but I love that you say that, what is it, you know, you, you attach purpose or you attach, you know, something to that, to that task that, that makes it relevant, that makes it necessary. You know, just like you said, if you, if you can't, then it's, it's, it's time to start rethinking and start yeah. grouping and, and saying, okay, well, wait a minute now, let me, let me make sure that this is, this is what's going to be best. Yeah. You know, just like you're talking about, if, if if that money is providing, you know, for your family, yes, that's a good thing. But suppose it's keeping you away from your family, absolutely. So much so that that you're you're not able to be present with them. So you know, th there's all of those considerations that come up. But the one thing that resonates at, as you're speaking with me is empathy. When mm. we talk about never discounting how other people feel, but doing things, you know, for other people. You know, it, it means the world to them 
they don't feel as though their feelings or their thoughts or their needs are being discounted or they're being extra, you know, they're, they're doing too much. You know, we hear that all the time. And, and the, the realities, you know, or the, the situations that are happening to these people, it's real to them. And yeah. we have to take into consideration that the things that people are experiencing are real. And, and, and when we discount that or when we, you know, make light or fun of it, you know, that doesn't make that person feel significant. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't make them feel valued. It doesn't make them feel as though, you know, anybody cares about them. And then yeah. that's where we start looking at the gaslighting and you hear a whole bunch of mental health issues and things that are coming up as a result of people, you know, having that lack of empathy. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought up empathy because I think one of the things that I, that, uh, when I get to talk to people about their lives in general, I listen, I don't give advice because that moment, I want people to feel seen. Yes. I think ultimately that's really what we want when we share our, our concerns, our, our adversity, our challenges, our insecurities, our vulnerabilities, all these different things is see me as me, not as you think I am, not as you think I should be, but to see me as me and meet me there. And, you know, I had a, a conversation with somebody today and I just said, I, I, I want you to feel all of your feels. Right. And then I want that, that energy inside of you to, to think about yourself, think about how you can move forward. Because those those emotions that we numb and shove away are actually the ones we end up keeping. Right, right. So it's just super important to feel where people are. Right. And, and like you said, it's not about, um, you know, if somebody's going through something tough, it's it's not helpful to say, well, you'll get through that. Right, right. It's a matter of like, that has to be hard. Right to go through that, you know, and then you kind of give some sort of, again, uh, em empathy and, and love and attention and just saying like, you know, I'm here. Right. And, and I'm acknowledging that this happened yeah. to you and I'm sorry that it happened to you, you know, and, 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 you know, we may not have the answer, you know, cause as, as nurturers, as coaches, as, as people, you know, even for, for women, especially, you know, we want to nurture, we want to, you know, and then men as well, we want to solve, you know, they want to solve the problem. Sometimes, you know, some people just want that listening ear. They want somebody just to hear them. Like you said, I just, I just want to be able to talk it out or talk through it, you know, without the interruptions, without the filters, you know, because we, we tend to do it. We make things more grand than they are. And it's interesting. I just um, did a training not long ago and, and uh, we were talking about children and, and, you know, children's stresses versus our stresses, you know, we're talking about two and four year olds and things like that. And talking about like a child who falls and, and they scrape their arm and they're just like, oh my goodness. And we're, you know, we're ready to pull out the gauze, call 911, you know, start a cast for them and everything. And all they want you to do is just kiss the boo-boo. <laughs> just want you to kiss the boo-boo. And then they skipped off and everything was right with the world. And here it was, you were standing there with alcohol and all kinds of antiseptics and everything. Else. And that's just not what they needed. Yeah. You know, we have to be willing to step back and just like you said, have, lend that listening ear and to be able to say, okay, I hear you and not always be so quick to, to solve the problem for them, but to let them hear it because that's where those ahas come through. You know, you start talking, they know something, you're just like, oh, <gasps> you, you didn't realize that, that the answer was right there, but you just needed to talk it out. And I think that lends to the importance, like you said, of having people in your circle to support mm -hmm. you. 
whether it be close friends, somebody who, who, you know, who you can confide in. And then if that's not possible, then to have people like ourselves, coaches, people that are willing to step in and stand in the gap and, and, you know, be that listening ear and not always be that person and say, well, this is what you should do. Or I think that you should do this. Or, you know, I feel that you fall on this spectrum, that spectrum. Yeah. That's not our role. Our role is to, to have that empathy and to say, okay, I hear you. Mm. You know, yeah. that's the worst thing. Not being yeah. heard. You know, we have too many people that are being silenced. Yeah. They don't know how to speak up for themselves. And, they, you know, children that don't get to speak for themselves turn into adults that don't speak up for themselves or defend themselves. And, and that's a terrible space to be in when you feel that you can't, you know, you can't say what's on your mind. You know, yeah. it messes with your homeostasis. You know, you, you right. all that balance that you have because you're suppressing everything, you know, just man up, don't cry, you know, be a big boy, suck it up, buttercup, you know, all those things. They're not helping us in being able to heal. And yeah. so it's important. It's important that we're able to, to get to that space of, of being able to, to speak freely and, and to, to talk about what it is that we want and, and things that we need. Yeah. Yeah. So a thought that I've never had before that you just said that it's just like a light bulb moment for me. So the kiss the boo-boo moment is you're okay. You're not numbing anything. It's acknowledging, but I, I would think as a child, because I remember doing this, if that's what we did as the adult, we said, it's going to be okay. So as adults to an another adult, how can we say it's going to be okay? Not that they have to be okay now by giving them advice and blah, blah, you know, all these different things. But oftentimes I think people say the, yeah, me too. Like, oh yeah, trust me. I've been through that too. All we're really trying to do in that moment is say that we heard them when all we really need to just say is I hear you. We don't have to relate by stacking our story on their story. And we do it all the time. (laughs) Because that's, that's that, yes, we, we've been taught that that's how we connect you know in yeah. order for you to connect you have to experience what the other person has experienced and you may there may be some variables but that's what connects us oh my gosh you have two brothers oh so do i oh my god yeah just like you said we we're stackers stackers yeah. <laughs> yeah. i like that we have to call yeah. it we're stackers and, right. and that's the one thing that we want to do we want to jump right on board and be like yeah you, girl i've been through that too you too what yeah. But just like you said, just to say, I hear you, you know, that's huge. Light bulbs are popping off at my head. It's like, wow. You know, you don't think about things like that because like I said, we, we've been conditioned to do so many things that now we have to step outside of that and say, okay, is, is my way of thinking, you know, mm-hmm. on par with, with how it should be. And, and, you know, we always hear the cliche, you know, when you know better, do better, but are we? Yeah. Are we doing better? Or are we just, you know, saying, well, you know, this is the way it's always been. This is the way I've always done it. So I'm just going to keep on doing it that way. Just because you're doing it doesn't make it right. You know, that reminds me of, it reminds me <laughs> of when that, that, when the YouTube came out, where they were showing people how to work the can opener and oh, yeah. do it on the side. And then they, my grandmother was 102 when that came out. I called her and I was like, grandma, did you know that you're not supposed to use a can opener like that? It opened the can. So we yes. were all just like, you know, I'm gonna keep on doing it that way because it opens the can. But yeah. but when they showed me, we were all just like, oh, are you serious? 
Yeah. But sometimes even when we know better, we still say, well, no, you know what? I've been doing this. I'm just going to keep on doing this. Like, you know, with that whole, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. it. But sometimes there's a better way to fix it. Yeah. Consider that. So, you know, I love that we, you know, I love that we have spaces like this and that we have conversations like this where, where we can see things from a different perspective and say, uh huh, you know, I didn't think about that. Mm. Or, you know, I, I need to probe a little deeper. I need to dig a little deeper. And I think that that's a big part of self improvement too, being able to be open enough to receive new mm. ideas and new thoughts. And, 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 you know, I want to touch a little bit on that. Let's talk a little bit about that whole idea of self-improvement and, and, and what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. So to touch, to kind of use this bridge that you just talked about of, of knowing better and doing better, because that gets heavy when we know better, but we don't do better gets heavy over time, you know, and whether it's mindset of, I know I should do the journal. I know I should do the gratitude. If it's, I know I should meditate. I know I should sit in an ice barrel to do whatever, right? Like, I know I should eat more vegetables. I know I should drink water. The identity that we get in that moment is I'm, I'm somebody who knows better, but it's not disciplined enough to do better. So what I talk to people about is the actual bridge between knowing better and doing better is purpose. Why does it matter that you do better? Once you do that, it's easy. You know, it's, it's a game changer, right? Um, and, and so the idea of, of self-improvement coming from a place of self-love, yeah. not self-hate. Yeah. Getting better, not because you're not enough. It's a matter of improving in some way all the time because it's it invigorates us. The idea of progress, yeah, the idea yes. of getting better is exciting for us. We, you know, why we, you know, if you say you have a weight loss goal and somebody loses 10 pounds, when you get to 10 pounds, now what? Well, really the thing that's most important is how you got there. Right. Because that's the skills and the things that you're going to learn to maintain that's right. the self-improvement. And I've had some coaches and mentors and trainers along the way. And they said, I want you to have as much passion about maintaining your improvement right. as you did improving in the first place. Right. Because I'm sure we've all, you know, we've all um, lost the same 10 pounds over and over and over again, right? We've all made some money, saved some money, spent the money. Now we need to save the money again. Like this whole idea, like this exciting thing of starting over. But what if we had that same excitement about maintaining it? Yeah. We were present in the moment, in the, in the now, enough to recognize what got us there so that we can keep doing it. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. That's a huge mindset thing. And those are things that you don't consider. I think about, like you said, this just journey that I've been on with this weight loss. I lost 62 pounds and you know what? And I was excited to lose that, but you know what I didn't consider? I was like, okay, so what else we'll do with all these clothes that don't fit anymore? (laughs) (laughs) And, and, and and did I put, did I put aside, did I put money aside to buy new clothes when my clothes didn't fit anymore? But you don't think about that because in your mind, you're thinking, uh, yeah, I'm going to lose the weight and, and, and you're working real hard, but somewhere in the back of your mind, you're thinking, I'm not really going to lose that weight. But then when you do, it's like, uh oh, you know, I started going through my closet. I'm like, uh, I'm just going to put a belt on something and everything was falling off. And I'm like, wait a minute now, uh, what am I supposed to do? We don't stop to think about that maintenance part. We just think about, you know, we, we ran that race 
And we crossed that finish line and we said, Woo-hoo, we made it. And now it's like, okay, so, so now what? You know, do we set another goal? And then we never talk about the maintenance. You're absolutely right. We yeah. don't talk about that. What do we do once we're there? And we should be just as excited about, okay, now I've gotten there, now I need to stay here. And staying here doesn't mean, no, let me go and have a piece of cake and then go have some ice cream <laughs> because then we start going back the other way. You know, yeah. we should be just as excited about the maintenance or at least considering what does maintenance look like? What does it look like? Mm. What does it look like when I get to this space? Because we talk about that too. Mindset and positive self-talk. What does it look like when I get there? What is it going to look like when I lose this weight? What are some things that I need to consider? And we don't do that. We just, we're just too busy trying to chug along just to make it to that finish line. And then we have no idea what to do once we get there. We keep playing lotto and we get that million dollars and we didn't even think about how we were going to save, invest, spend that money. We didn't think, well, we thought about how we we're going to spend it, but we didn't think about, right. are we going to invest it? How are we going to save it? How are we going to, you know, expand on it? How are we going to multiply what we make? We don't think about that. We are so busy trying to get there that we forget what happens when we do actually get there. Yeah. And I think yeah. some of that is failure of success. We talk about failure. You know, we talk about people who have fear of failure, but you have people out there, myself included, who had a fear of success. Mm. What happens if I do succeed? What am I going to do? You know, do I have the resources? Do I have the ability to, to, you know, stand up to what it was that I worked so hard to achieve. Absolutely. These are questions that we have to ask ourselves. And we're talking about believe in yourself. And we talk about, you know, strive to be the best that you can be. Okay, but what does it look like when you get there? We have yeah. to ask ourselves those questions. So, I mean, I love that you bring that up. It's a, it's, it's definitely a need for us to be excited about, about maintaining that. How do we keep things going once we get there? Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, one, one habit that I've developed that has helped me maintain it is I teach somebody else what I did. Because mm, like once you are able to give back and help somebody else on whatever journey they're on, yes. because let's be real as coaches, we're somebody who went through what we went through. Mm-hmm. We learned how to get through it. We learned how to achieve whatever outcome we achieved, but the most significant thing we can ever do is show other people how to do it too. Bring people along, right? And then we're not above or below anybody. It's about bringing people with us. And, you know, and that's something too that um, allows us to add purpose back to why maintain. You know, the idea of reshaping an identity along the way is so important because this idea of an imposter syndrome, um, which again, spoiler alert, when you succeed, you're going to feel like an imposter because you don't feel like you really yourself. You're going to feel like you got lucky. You feel like you don't belong there because you've been telling yourself the story that you aren't that for so long. But the imposter syndrome, the cure-all, the, the way to cut through that is recognize and appreciate who you are now and recognize all the work you've done, not because you've deserved anything, but because you've earned it. That's right that cuts through that imposter syndrome thought, because we all have that, you know, if you're a millionaire, if you win $1 million and you spend a dollar, you're not a millionaire anymore. 
So it happens quickly, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> People spend that money because they're like, I don't know what to do with it. And so I better just get rid of it because I'm more comfortable not having it. Because we've been telling ourselves that story. That's right. That's right. Mindset is huge. It is amazing yeah. how much our mind can, can, you know, can, can block or, or put barriers in our way from being able to be successful, from being able to, to believe we believe, but in the back, back, way back in our mind, it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. But it's still a dream. You know, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I believe in me. You put up all the signs. You got sticky notes all over and all these things like that, but you don't really believe it. You don't yeah. really believe it because when it happens, then you're shocked. Why should you be surprised? And that's one thing I get again with my, my journey. I'm working out. I'm eating right. Why did I think the weight wouldn't come off. Yeah. If I was doing everything that I was supposed to be doing and I'm breaking my neck, trying to make sure that I'm doing all the things and I'm, and I'm educating myself, and I'm doing things. Why do I not think that, that the success that comes with that is going to come? Yeah. And we just sit there and we go, well, maybe it might happen. And then when it happens, it's like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that I love all that weight. What were you doing for the last six months? Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. eating all the pops, you know, so it's just, it's it's a lot. It's a lot to 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 you know get in that frame of mind. And yeah. so just I think the 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 thing that's important for us to remember is that you know it, it's baby steps. Mm. Because I think we we you know perfect example again with the with the weight loss. Yeah, people say, Oh my goodness, you lost so much weight. How'd you do that? And then you start running off a litany of things that you did. Well, I you know, eat right, I'm this, I'm that, I drink water, I this, I'm that. So you go through and you give this whole long laundry list of things that you've done. And then that person sits back and they're overwhelmed. Like, oh my gosh, I can't do all that. You didn't just say, well, you know what? I started out just, instead of drinking one glass of water, I drank eight glasses of water. Or I drank four glasses of water. We take them right to the end and give them a litany of everything that we ever did in order to get here. And then that person feels nothing but a sense of overwhelm. And they're just like, okay, well, no, I can't do all that. <laughs> and, and they back up. And so it's just a matter of as we're going towards those steps of, of self-improvement that we're careful to take our time and to realize that it is a, you know, we always talk about it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Mm. We're always trying to do everything up front. And it's like, okay, can we just do one thing? You know, can we just take one step at a time and, and say, okay, well, let me try this first. You know, can I find a piece of paper first before I start talking about buying a journal? Some people are just <laughs> stressed at having to go to the store and buy a journal. Can, can, you know, do you have a piece of paper and a pen? Can you just write down one thing? Yeah. Sometimes three things may be too much. And if they think they can't do three things, uh, uh, you know, the three things that they're grateful for, it's like, oh, no, I'm not going to do it because I can't eat. I, all I can think of is one. How about you apply it to self for the one? Yeah. 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 Start where you are, right? I mean, it's it, it's a matter of something's better than nothing. Yes. Always. You know, yeah. and there, there are times when we maybe have a plan to do an hour-long workout or whatever it may be, but we only have 30 minutes. Right. So we just don't do any workout because I can't do the full workout. Right. Like we say that now and people listening are like, well, that doesn't make sense. But right. let me ask. How many times have you been that person where if you can't do the whole thing, you don't do anything? Right. Or you start your diet on Monday, even though it's Friday. Right. I'm like, well, there's no sense in starting on Saturday. I'll just start on Monday. Putting it off for what? Right. 
what's this diet on Monday thing? Like Monday, right. we're not in the state of mind anyway. That's the worst day to start a new habit. <laughs> There's so much stress for most people on Mondays. I'm going to find everything on Monday not to do it. Right. <laughs> I'm setting myself up. I'm like, okay, well, you know, yeah, it was just too early. Uh, you know, I had the whole weekend. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll find everything that we are yeah. the self-sabotage people of the universe. <laughs> you know, yeah. We'll, we'll set ourselves up for failure. Or like I said, just set ourselves up for thinking that, you know, we, we, I just, I just can't do it. I just can't. Yeah. But it all starts with, again, like you said, the mindset, what can we do? What can we do? Yeah. So, so uh, you know, as we start wrapping things up, let's talk a little bit about some things that, you know, people who are just now saying, okay, I'm hearing what you guys are talking about. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I need to do some self-improvements. I need to make some personal and professional pivots in my life. Where do I start? How do I begin? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, great segue in, in, into this last, like kind of call to action. Yes. Right. Because we need to take action when the energy's high and we're inspired. That's the time to take the most action. And it really is kind of setting down and looking at kind of three different categories that I really, that this is how I talk to people. I talk about what does your life look like now? What do you want your life? This could be your relationships, your heart, your finance, your stress, your career, your flexibility. I don't care what you're going to say, but what part of your life, how does it look now? What do you want it to look like? And then what things are you doing to move it from what it is to what you want it to look like? Empower yourself. And then, like Kim just said, start with one of those things. Don't try to fix or improve 12 things at once. If you could have done it up to this point, you would have done it up to this point. So just start with one because you don't get to 12 without doing one. Exactly. (laughs) And, And the other piece of this and this is something that has been transformative for me and why gratitude is my purpose in sharing this out to the world is I think we all want to have more memories. We, these days go by fast. So what can we start doing now to be more present? So when you talk about be in the now, one of the things that I get to share with other people is this idea of turning a moment into a memory by being grateful for it. Because if you stop and think about the things that you remember the most about your life up to this point, you know, the things that you just feel so fond of are typical moments that we were grateful time with family, time with loved ones. We think about the people that we've lost, or we think about the people that we still have in our lives. And so starting with being in this moment right now and loving yourself enough to know that you're worth it, to just make a little bit of improvement every day. That's it. And bring somebody with you because somebody else will be inspired by you even wanting to get started. Yes. And it's more fun to do this. Like you said, that person who climbs that ladder of success, of achievement, of accomplishment. The first thing we do when we get up there is we don't look in the mirror. We look around. That's right. So start your self-improvement mm. journey with bringing somebody else with you. And you will feel it's so much more fulfilling than just doing it by yourself so that you feel approved by others because the right people already approve of you and love you no matter what. That's right. Oh my goodness. I love that. That gives me chills. 
details <laughs> because you're right. You know, you get up there and, and you look around, you want to hear the applause, you know, and then here it is, you're party of one. <laughs> you know, you're, <laughs> you're the only one clapping for yourself. You're looking around like, uh, yeah, I don't hear any social contagion. I don't hear anybody else clapping. You know, you, you do. You want to take people with you. You don't want to alienate and push people aside so that when you get there, there's nobody to celebrate with you because you pushed everybody aside because you were too busy focusing on me, me, me. It's about me and I'm going to have this and I'm going to do that. It means nothing if you don't have someone to share it with. Yeah. yeah. You know? So that, that makes wonderful and perfect sense. Okay. So the one thing that I do ask all of my guests, you know, before we wrap things up is, you know, what are some things that you are doing to live in the now? You mentioned gratitude and, and, and being present. And that's something that's important. So what, what personally are you doing to live in this now? Yeah, I'm glad you asked me that because it's a good moment for me to reflect as well. So obviously gratitude in different forms and fashions. So I actually do a, a daily three, two, one habit of three things I'm grateful for, two things I appreciate about myself and an I am affirmation statement. I start my morning that way every single day. I write it on my bathroom mirror, actually, because that's the same place I go to pretty much every day. Mm -hmm. And um, I do some meditation just in the sense of understanding that I can, can kind of control my mind. Mm -hmm. And um, I have an ice barrel now that I sit in and it really is, mm -hmm. I can do hard things is what I learned, you know, because there's going to be hard things that come up. Mm -hmm. uh, but really for me, it's also a matter of uh, recognizing that I'm being prepared for what has been prepared for me. So my goal is to express kindness and gratitude and appreciation to more people every day. And that makes me feel more in the moment yes. than anything I've ever done in my life is expressing gratitude and love and appreciation. It could be a text message, could be a phone call, could be a handwritten letter. But those are the different ways that I live in the now is I actually write down, I actually write a letter, you know, kind of having at least a habit of writing one a month to somebody that's made an impact on my life. Nice. And it's slowing down and not necessarily just focusing on where I'm going, but it's appreciating where I've been that's gotten me where I am now. Because yeah. that relieves stress and anxiety once you kind of shed those thoughts of, of the past and of the future. Yeah. And it really is just a slow breathing and looking around about who's with me and how can I add value to their lives. But also this whole idea of self-love and self-improvement is about how am I now? Because if I'm not grateful for who I am now, I won't be grateful for, for who I am then, whenever the then is. And, and so I kind of just stop and give myself some grace, give myself some credit, because it helps me kind of just recognize that I can do something new today that's going to help me today. Mm -hmm. And and those are all things that kind of help center me a little bit. But I'd love to hear more kind of about you as well, what you do in these yes. days. Yes, moments. well, like I said, the reason why I created How Now is 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 because, you know, life is short, mm. you know, and, and it's about being present in the moment. I don't want to miss out on things. I don't want to miss out on those verbal and physical and, you know, cues that are, are happening around me with those who I care about, you know, I, I can't, I can't assist them or I can't be there for them if I'm not present with them. Mm. I'm big on, you know, I'm big on meditation as well. I love to meditate and, and I love to center myself. I do my gratitude as well, mm. because I do believe in being grateful for the, for things big and small. I've had tragedies in my life. And, you know, I, I lost a, a daughter 14 years ago, 
Mm. You know, and it, but I had those memories because I was always present. I always expressed emotion to her. I always told her that I loved her, you know, and it's that same situation with those who are around me now, you know, they, they know that I love them. Mm. I, I'll send a kind word, mm. same situation, kind word. I have girlfriends who we, there, there are five of us. We've been friends since we were 16 years old and we talk every day. Hello, beloveds. Love you. Have a great day. Mm. You know, I travel all over the country. Some more when I go and get on the plane, I tell my husband, my daughter, my grandbaby, love you guys. I'll see you soon. I'm on the plane. I'll text you when I land. Love you. Letting people know how I feel about them. Mm. So that, that way there's no doubt in their mind that that Kim loves them and Kim cares about them. And, and, you know, I may not always have an opportunity to be there with you, but know that I'm somewhere praying for you and loving on you. That's important to me. And, th and that gives me purpose. And that gives me a sense of peace and, and knowing that they know that I care, you know, and that's everyone, you know, now anybody who's, who's been on my show, they're my forever friend. We're yeah. forever friends. We're always going to be connected in some way. Because we we we've come together on this platform to to touch lives. That's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So it's it's a blessing, you know. It, it, you know, this life, like you said, is short. We don't know the hour or or the moment when we will be taken from this place. You know. And I want to be able to leave a legacy. I want to be able to leave a legacy of love and of hope. You know, mm -hmm. for all those you know who have an opportunity to to you know hear the these shows or to read a book that I've written or anything, you know, any manner in which I've touched them, I want it to be a, a time that they'll remember and that I'll remember and that that my life was made better because of the connection that I made with them as well. It's something that is is, you know, cylindrical, I guess. <laughs> it it just comes around. You know? Yeah. It's yeah, that's incredible. About love. It is about love. Okay. So we had a moment. <laughs> Me and TJ had a moment. That's but right. yes, you know, but but this is what it's all about. This is what it's all about. This is this is our purpose. This is this is what we walk in on a daily basis. You know, and I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for that connection. I'm grateful for for this opportunity and for this platform for people to just come and listen and and you know say, well, you know what? I never thought about that. That wasn't something I considered. I want to learn more. And so, and with that being said, that's going to be our segue into how people can get in contact with you if they want to learn more about what it is that that you're doing and learn more about your show and and to to uh, connect with you. How can they do that? Absolutely. Yeah. So I appreciate the opportunity to kind of share this and reach out to your to your uh, listeners as well. So uh, my website is tjsweet.net. So it's tjsweet.net. And then on social, again, uh, grateful for my name. It's unique enough. There aren't too many of us. So if you just look up TJ Sweet on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, um, again, it's all capital T, capital J, and then Sweet. Um, there's uh, underscore after some of those, um, but really uh, the best email as well is, is tj at tjsuite.net. tj at tjsuite.net. Uh -huh. And, and um, yes, I have a team that I get to work with, but if you all reach out to me, you're going to get me. 
and because I care about every single one of you in, in different ways, and I want to be able to serve you all, um, you know, in, in the best way possible. And uh, I look forward to the opportunity to connect with with any of you. And again, obviously, anybody who who's getting to listen to this and gets to know Kim, uh, consider yourself grateful because she's. She's incredible. And I'm grateful that the faith conspired for us to meet. Yes. You know, I'm grateful yes. that that we're arranged to do this. Uh, I learned a lot from you and, and my life is better getting to know you. So I appreciate that. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You know, it's, a, it, it's nothing but a love fest here. It's nothing but sure. love. <laughs> that's what we do. That's what we do. I guess that's tjsweet.net. And, and like I said, when the show airs, we will have those contacts available with the posting of the show. So that way you'll be able to get in contact with TJ and to hear the and see all the wonderful nuggets that he has on social media i absolutely love them yeah i'm gonna sit there i'm like 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 so make sure you do the same and uh you know no one is ever a, a one and done guest on this show you are always welcome to come back because what's happening now may not be what's happening a week from now a month from now a day from now so you're always welcome to come back and share things that are going on with you personally, professionally, we'd love to hear it and be a part of your journey and your experience. So again, thank you so much for being with us, TJ. I appreciate it. I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to come and, and help us on that road to self-improvement. Okay. So okay, any other parting words that you have for our listeners before we go? Yeah, no, Kim, I appreciate you. And it really is just a, a note to the listeners of you're not stuck you're capable, you're strong, you're significant, and you're able to do great things. And sometimes the only thing preventing us from that is ourselves, and we just need to move some things out of the way. So I just encourage you to, to get started, to love yourself enough, uh, to love the people around you enough. And, uh, you know, obviously the name of my business is Never Stop. And, and that's the reason why is just to give people hope to just keep going and, and know that it's worth it. And you're making a difference in the world just by being yourself. That's it. That's it. All right. You heard it right here from Mr. TJ Sweet. And that will do it for this edition of the How Now podcast, where we talk about how to live in the now. And until we see you next time, I say peace.